Is love truly blind? Well, probably not really when everyone on the show is hot anyway, but we're going to talk about it anyway on episode 75 of the podcast. Cue the music. Welcome, everyone, to the Entertain Buffet Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Presek. And I am obviously Jessica Quaz. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, well, Jess, it's been a couple weeks now since I've returned uh, from Chicago. was able to come out there to Denver to visit you before all this madness and chaos that's happening out there. Yeah, uh, it's crazy because you were here only like a week or so ago, and it feels like a lifetime ago, actually. Like, <laughs> someone, like you, when you were Say here. <laughs> it's so odd because you were here not all that long ago, but so much has happened since in our lives. Yeah. Um, so here we are. You and I are both uh, practicing self isolation. <laughs> <laughs> um, in our respective homes, which is great. Everyone should be doing that, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, while I was there on my trip, uh, I-, I thought I'd watch some episodes of it, but I ended up <laughs> watching the entire season of Love is Blind. <laughs> you know, it gets you. It has that effect, because I think it was really similar for when I watched it the first time. I watched all the available episodes in like the matter of like a day or two and then when they came up again because they I was like I came a little like few weeks into it when they had just released I think like six episodes and then there was like um seven eight nine and then the reunion I believe or something like that I came in and all the available episodes I could watch I blew through them and then the day the new <laughs> ones dropped I was in it. Like, I don't know. It's really interesting the effect that show has had on people, but there's just something about it where it is puts you in a trance. You are in it. You are watching it. That's your life now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I had no idea when when I was out there visiting you. Uh, obviously, things had been starting. You know, we kind of mentioned it the last episode that we recorded that. Uh, things were uh, happening with covid and everything and uh but now it just uh it's like the day i got back uh like people even sent me a picture of like the o'hare airport to like were you in this madness and i'm like no that's like international travels like i was generally fine but like yeah there's places that travel bans and i'll just say kind of as a timestamp at the current moment we recently had a a lockdown of chicago um, obviously police aren't just like roaming the streets trying to find people to go inside, but streets are pretty bare. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be working at home. Uh, we just officially were told until at least minimum middle of April, probably be longer, but that's the current stance. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like just said, self-isolation. And, uh, when I was out there in Denver watching some Love is Blind, I had no idea that... <laughs> 
<laughs> this is what I would come home to. <laughs> yeah, you watched people in pods, and now you're, like, in your own pod. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Little did I know that I was in my own pod that I'm not sure I love. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, this is a current timestamp of how things are. It'll be interesting to reflect on this when we're, you know... Uh, we're in episode 75 now. When we get to, like, 100, where will we be? Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I uh, I just wanted to say, you know, I hope everyone, like we're saying, is being safe, you know, isolating if you can. For those who are out working at stores and uh, in public and food and things like that where they have to deal with people, um, <laughs> thank you for doing that. And also, everyone, please be nice. Be nice to those who are having to go out there and risk getting infected. Yes, be nice to each other. Take care of each other. Be nice to the elderly, especially. Like, this is really rough on everyone. And look, like, we're just a podcast about entertainment. We are not going to solve this for anybody, but we just want to let you know we are going through a hard time as well. So are our loved ones. And I just hope that maybe our episodes can just kind of be like, a break from all the madness and just like a nice like soothing presence in your life for yeah. a bit. Like at least that's what podcasts have been for me lately. Yeah, exactly. And like she said, uh, you know, we're just one podcast, but it is funny uh, in a way how many podcasts the last week or two have started. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, we've been doing this for years. <laughs> like, how many people are like, oh, I could do that podcast I've been thinking about doing. And I'm like, or, or you guys could go listen to some <laughs> that have been doing it already. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, it's... Uh, it's a crazy time. This obviously has been affecting, because movie theaters are closed. Yeah. Um, what was the last movie you saw in theaters at um, the moment? I actually saw The Hunt, um, which had been oh. released just a couple weeks before movie theaters started closing. I actually went uh, to an Alamo Draft House the last day you could go to a theater, um, we, wow. we practiced some very good social distancing though. We didn't sit next to anyone. It was my boyfriend and I, and we kept a distance. I brought Purell. I was constantly Purelling my hands. <laughs> so we were still safe. Um, but yeah, I saw the hunt. I really enjoyed it. Um, if you haven't heard about this movie, it actually had a lot of controversy a few months ago back, I think in September when it was originally supposed to come out. Um, basically the premise is people hunting each other for sport because of their political ideologies and it's kind of like this weird, uh, violent, but really funny, really kooky, really weird kind of romp. Um, it's very campy. I truly enjoyed it. I thought it was very funny. Um, and now I believe it's one of the movies that is on VOD, so if you do want to watch it, you can watch it at your home right now, which is really neat. And The Invisible Man is also one that you can watch VOD, and I saw that a few weeks ago and I really enjoyed it. So if you are looking for new movies, movies that were in theaters you didn't get to see, you can watch them from home right now. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed The Hunt, even though it was kind of quite an interesting time to watch a political satire like that. Yeah, I had no idea how much of a satire that was. Uh, I I heard it was controversial because like I think it was originally supposed to be called Red versus Blue. Maybe. Like... <laughs> well, it was controversial because when it came out or when it was supposed to come out, um, the president tweeted about it about how this was gonna 
cause a rift in Americans and we shouldn't allow this movie to come out. So Universal actually yanked it and uh, wasn't going to release it at all. And then I guess they just waited a few months until, I don't know, people forgot about it or (laughs) still wanted to see it. And then they released it in March. Um, So yeah, it has like this really interesting little history. The cast is also like super stacked. There's a lot of like just random cameos and like fun performances from people. Um, Betty Gelpin is pretty much the star. She's in Glow. I don't really watch Glow, but her performance in this is incredible. Um, And yeah, it's just a weird, if you like kind of like campy, violent comedies, (laughs) this is the one for you. (laughs) interesting i will definitely have to take a look at that one um yeah uh i think the last film i saw in theaters man that uh i think it may have been when i went and saw knives out a second time like it's been a little bit um i'm just double checking right now uh yeah the last like new movie because uh, one of the last movies I saw in theaters was our January Bruise and Bad Movie Show when we, at the Music Box, showed Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Um, wow. Yeah, no, so actually, technically, in 2020, yeah, the only movie I've seen in theaters was Knives Out for the second time. Everything else I've been watching at home or elsewhere. So, I hope... Uh, <laughs> I can see something else soon. Uh, a lot of people have been making jokes that if no other movies are released, that uh, movies like Birds of Prey or Sonic could be considered for Best Picture. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Just because like there's so such a limited pile of movies that have come out in 2020 <laughs> that like some of the because January and February are typically the worst months for movies, and so the fact that <laughs> those are the months we got before things closed for a bit hopefully a bit um yeah that's interesting i mean we've seen how many films have been delayed of release some already pushing to 2021 i mean like jess was there a movie coming out soon that you're upset that you're not seeing actually not really (laughs) because (laughs) in general there were i saw the hunt i'm good i saw the hunt i'm fine um in general like i didn't think this upcoming year was one that like excited me for movies coming out like it was just kind of like um i'm not really like a bond fan so i know that like that was devastating blow to some moviegoers to me i really didn't give a shit um (laughs) there weren't any movies that i was like oh my god i need to see this immediately so i'm okay it is interesting though how many big budget movies have just been like completely put on hold indefinitely um We'll see where that goes. I did think it was really interesting that the new movie, The Lovebirds, with Kumail Nanjiani and Issa Rae, uh, was supposed to premiere in theaters in April, but they have since canceled their theatrical plans and are going to be distributed on Netflix. Um, So I think that that's interesting. Like, maybe some more movies that were going to come out will just decide to go with, like, On Demand at Home, um, which... I don't know, it wouldn't be the worst idea. <laughs> like, they could still make some money, I feel like. We will see. I don't know what to expect with that. Yeah. Um, some films that were supposed to come out, uh, at least some of the bigger ones, uh, Black Widow got pushed, which um, uh, there's obviously Wonder Woman 1984, 
Candyman. Um, some of these are coming out towards the summer. Uh, another SpongeBob movie. Um, uh, there's already been some movies that have been pushed, but I'm scrolling through and it's like, wow, there are so many movies coming out on Netflix and Amazon and Apple TV <laughs> <laughs> and other sources that'll be interesting. And I'm sure Disney Plus will be dropping some stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how this really affects um, the the movie industry. Because, like, TV and on-demand, like, they're already, you know, releasing stuff that they had filmed. I bet there's stuff that's been done. They're just waiting to release it. Maybe some stuff has been dropped sooner. So I think it's going to be interesting how it doesn't really affect them. Um, it may f- affect like network or like live TV. If uh, I mean, one one thing that I'll I'll kind of comment. I know Jess is not much of a wrestling fan, but uh, a big event that this affected is uh, WrestleMania. Um, it's the Super Bowl of wrestling. Uh, it was supposed to be in about a week or two from when we're recording um, WrestleMania thirty six, and usually though gets anywhere from seventy to eighty thousand people. And, um, so WWE was pretty much pressured to cancel, obviously, for social distancing. Uh, it was going to take place in Tampa this year. And, uh, so what they decided to do was to do, they've been doing their weekly shows in front of no audience. Interesting. And it's, (laughs) it's, it's, and apparently it's closed sets. It's like only people that have been tested that they're okay or whatever. And like, uh, minimal staff. And like, it's weird because to watch wrestling's usually like you watch it, but then you're watching it in front of a live audience. So you hear them cheering, booing, reacting, and it's just silence. (laughs) And it's very weird. Like the wrestlers are doing what they can, but it's just a totally different. It's like when you watch wrestling in real life, live, you forget that there's no commentators (laughs) like you do see on TV. Uh, but so WrestleMania, they decided to not only do it in front of a closed, like, no-person set, but they tried to do something that Japan does with their wrestling, is they're doing two nights, two shorter nights, opposed to one giant, like, four- or five-hour extravaganza. They're like, oh, it's going to be Saturday and Sunday. And what's funny is they're trying to advertise it, because Vince is an idiot. Uh, they're trying to advertise it as, like, one night... Uh, too big for one night to handle or something like that. It's just like, come on, man. Stop trying to act like this isn't because right. like, this was a of choice. a national pandemic. <laughs> right. This is what we wanted to do, you guys. Yeah, you chose to not get 80000 in ticket sales. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you chose. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, obviously, sports are canceled. So it, it is just affecting entertainment in many ways. And so it'll be very interesting to look back at this. Yeah, and we'll see what's going to happen. It seems like uh, we don't really know. But anyway, what's up? <laughs> but anyway, <That's> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, what else have you been watching, Jess? Um, so I've had a lot of time on my hands. So I've been watching movies that I haven't seen yet, but like I've meant to, and I finally am getting to them. Um. I recently watched the animated movie Missing Link, which was nominated for Best Animated Picture this year. Um, 
it was incredible. The animation is beautiful. It has a really sweet story to it. If you're an animation fan, definitely check it out. Um, I haven't seen Toy Story 4 yet, which did end up winning Best Animation, so I'm not sure how they compare. But, I mean, Toy Story 4 has to be really incredible because this movie was in in gorgeous. Um, another kind of Oscar-adjacent movie I watched was Bong Joon-ho's The Host. Um, this was quite an interesting movie to watch during a pandemic because it's essentially about a monster that, uh, affects society, fucks shit up, destroys the town, destroys the city, people are in a panic, um, but it was really fun and interesting and it wasn't like your typical kind of like monster movie. This is one of his first movies. It's definitely like a bigger budget movie for him. Um, I really enjoyed it and I can think it had like quite an interesting ending. Um, and then I've been watching some older movies. Like I watched um, Hello Dolly with Barbara Streisand, which was fun because it's like big, gorgeous set pieces and costumes. And I also watched um, an older movie with Judy Garland called The Zigfield Girls, which was like a big epic kind of like musical movie from the 1930s. It was basically like their version of Marvel. You know, it was like those spectator movies. Um, so yeah, I've been watching those. And then Westworld just came back two weeks ago. Um, I am still watching it. I've seen the first oh. two episodes, the Sundays they premiere. And yeah, man, that show is very cerebral and will mess with your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Gotcha, yeah. Um, I forgot that Westworld was back already. I knew it was coming soon, but yeah. Um, I may have to get my HBO again soon. I took a break from a lot of streaming services. I was trying to focus on just like some DVDs and some Amazon stuff. But um, yeah, I TV show-wise, I've still been kind of making my way. Uh, I recently finished the first season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um a lot of fun um interesting to see that dynamic of the stand-up uh from that time period um one show that i've been just telling everyone about is i've been re-watching dexter's laboratory (laughs) nice (laughs) and i watched some video essays on it and it's so fun to learn the history of this show but key thing is if you're gonna find it somewhere to watch only watch seasons one or two the original run, the original creative staff that was done with Hanna-Barbera Studios and Gennady Tartakovsky, who did Samurai Jack and other shows. Uh, the seasons three and four, revival series, awful. <laughs> Terrible. It was made like two years later by a completely different team and the lack of budget and creativity shows. Um, but that show, the best way I can describe it is if you haven't watched it since you were a kid, it's like a children's Rick and Morty. <laughs> okay so yeah i have not watched it since i was a kid especially like the first and second season so i'm interested yes. as how i would view it now that i'm older yeah like one they do adult jokes one there's total homages to like adult films not like adult films as in porn <laughs> but like, films geared towards adults super well paced it just uh they'll do three seven minute segments and they don't waste a single second of those seven minutes um 
but it's not rushed. It's just boom, boom, boom. Uh, the rule that they say in like comedy writing is every line should be pushing the story or setting up a joke, or a joke. <laughs> like it, that's that's what everything should be. That's what they do not only with their writing but also with the the animation. Everything is just boom, boom, boom. The best way I can describe it, like I said, is I'll watch Rick and Morty and I'm like, how was that only 22 minutes? So much <laughs> happened. But it's that for seven minutes for Dexter. It's so well made. There's episodes I've been, I've showed other people my age that are adults and it's not just like, ah, oh, nostalgia fun. It's like, no, it's just <laughs> quality. It's just good. So if you can find those first two seasons, uh, check those out. Um, movies I've been watching. Um Woof. Uh, one movie we watched, I think we may have talked about it a little last episode. Jess, we watched Billboard Dad. <laughs> we did. Wow, I oh. completely forgot we did that. We did watch Billboard Dad. I didn't forget. <laughs> <laughs> Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen film. Mm-hmm. Woof. It's basically their mom's dead and <laughs> their dad is sad. And so they put his billboard, uh, his picture up on a billboard so that hopefully women will ask him out. And it's just so stupid. And, like, it's dark in some parts, some adult humor, too much going on, but also nothing going on. Um, yeah, it's woof. It was I'm a sure time. It was quite sure a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of those Olsen twin movies are woof. Woof watches. I would love to good see more. Good old woof watch. A good old woof watch. I would I would love to see more, but they have like completely locked down their movies, the ones that like they actually have ownership of. Um Billboard Dad is not one of them, so it was on Hulu. But all their other like travel movies they own, so they like do not put it out at all. I think That's funny. Yeah, so I would I mean I would love to see how cringy they all are, but I can't right now. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was funny because you and I both love bad movies and somehow we got on the topic of Billboard Dad and like the Olsen Twin movies and we just, we went in, we just did it. We happened, we happened and we loved it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and here's the thing is there, this may be a different episode, but like there's bad movies that are fun to watch and then there's some that's like, like I said, the best way I can just go is like, Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof. Like, it's just... <laughs> it's just... Oh, boy. Um, so, yeah. It uh, is... <laughs> it was a time. Um, a movie that has been told to be bad, but it was actually not that bad in my eyes, that I saw was Blade Trinity. Um, with a friend, I've been watching the original Blade movies for the first time. And, like, Blade Trinity is often on lists of one of the worst comic book adaptations. It's not that bad. Really? Like, it's, it's not good by any means. But, like, I was looking for, like, Green Lantern, Spider-Man 3, like, Fantastic Four from 2015, like, bad. And it's like, no, this is just fine. Yeah, it's not, it's just okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, it's fine. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is in it, pretty much being Deadpool before he knew who Deadpool was. Uh <laughs> Wesley Snipes is phoning in his performance because apparently he hated it and was just high on set all the time, according <laughs> to Pat Oswalt. Um, and so, yeah, it's uh, not that bad. Interesting, dark ideas. Um, so, yeah, if you're interested in, like, giving one of those early 2000 
movies like that was known for being bad another shot i'd say the blade movies would be one um some other movies i watched some good movies (laughs) 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 always got to cover the bad and cover the good um i saw honey boy oh how is it i really want to see it incredible really it's so good like if i if i would have saw it uh when we did our top of 2019 i think it would have been on my top 10 um that and knives out i didn't see those by the end of when we did that list but like honey boy if you're not sure it's on amazon if you want to check it out on amazon it's written by shia labeouf it's about when he it juggles between two different stories when he was young like working on even stevens and it's about his toxic relationship with his alcoholic abusive father um and shia labeouf plays the dad that's that's incredible like that's just wow 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 and yeah but but it's 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 like him going through therapy and scream because it's like not only does he have to play this like what can be seen as a very terrible person um but he like empathizes with it and tries to really give like this incredible performance that I just was shocked was not given more award praise because he's really good in it. Um, both actors that play Shia at the other ages, uh, the other age is when he was kind of in the mid two thousands, kind of getting into alcohol uh, problems with around the transformer movies and getting in car accidents and uh, problems with the police so it's between those two like different times in his life so well made the direction's really good um i want to note the director because i think she was a first time director yeah Um, it was a female director which is so rad that he did that because it sounds like such an emotional movie that it's so interesting to have like a woman's take on emotions like that i love that yeah i'll probably say her name wrong but alma harrell um She's an Israeli-American director who, it looks like this was her first, yeah, first film. She'd done music videos and stuff, but this was her first film. And so, yeah, Shia LaBeouf wrote it, and uh, he stars as the dad. Uh, I'll credit the two uh, actors who play him at different ages. Lucas Hedges plays him when he's in his early 20s, and then Noah Jupe plays him when he's younger and yeah both those actors really great so i can't say no for good things about this i think it's just a film that i wish got more recognition i think it got like some little nominations but nothing that like i think it should have been considered for um I think easily that could have been nominated for like best director. <laughs> right. That's what I was hearing a lot of when that was like an issue of like no female yeah. directors. It was like, it wasn't that there weren't any female directors. There were, and they made quality movies. They were just ignored. And that was one that was brought up. And yeah, I remember like when it was first coming out, it was kind of buzzy because it was like, Oh, it's about Shia LaBeouf. It's kind of like his redemption movie. And like he wrote it. It's himself. It's his dad. But then, yeah, like, people just kind of shut it out. I think it did get some nominations at the Independent Spirit Awards, which when we were talking about award seasons in that episode, um, I had said ignore 
all the other awards except for the Independent Spirit Awards because those are like where it's more authentic. And I'm pretty sure it was nominated there. Yeah. So if you have Amazon Prime, it's streaming on there for free. So go check it out. Um, I'm not sure if it's one that they produced or if it just happens to be streaming there for free right now. So if you don't have Prime already, I'd say go check it out. Um, really great. Another film that was incredible for a totally different reason I saw for the first time, The Raid. Oh, uh, have you heard yeah. Of this movie? Oh, The Raid's great. Yeah. I haven't yeah. watched it in years, though. But yeah, The Raid is epic. So like, if you like John Wick movies, The Raid is like another level. Raid is that same style, but it's an Indonesian film that, woof. I, I was told it was good, and I believed everyone because they're the same people that told me John Wicks were good well before I had seen them. This, wow, yeah, it's just about a raid on a building and incredible fight sequences for like an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> it just, it was so good, and I can't wait... I am going to uh, next be getting Raid 2 in the mail so from DVD.com, so I'm going to be seeing that soon, hopefully. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Raid was... I just can't say enough good things about it. Like, this... The problem with many, like... I'll just say, like, American action movies is it just became spectacle as far as... Oh, big explosion, big space thing, big this, and it's big, 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 big. But, like, for me, my personal favorite action stuff is things like Jackie Chan or uh, Matrix movies, John Wick movies, but especially, woof, The Raid. <sighs> Cannot say enough good things about it. This hand-to-hand -hand combat fight sequences are unlike anything i've ever seen and i like to um this it's a thing in like american action movies where it's like a lot of quick cuts and i i freak out when it's like an action sequence with like really long takes and i just think that like that's so epic and i haven't seen the raid in a few years but i want to say they did some like really kind of like longer takes with choreography as well which i found like really interesting to watch now I want to rewatch yeah. the raid. I think I'm gonna be doing that very soon. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Do it. Um, lastly, uh, I was able to uh, we were able to watch it while we were there in Colorado. Tremors. Yes. <laughs> Tremors. <laughs> yes. First one, so good. I've been rewatching the series. I bought the six pack of movies because I had the four pack, but I was like, I gotta see the new ones. Uh, yeah, two and three I've been watching, and woof, it's downhill. <laughs> <laughs> the best way I can describe it is, like, when I tell you the idea for Tremors is a, is a bunch of giant worms coming up from under the ground and eating people in the desert. Probably sounds stupid, but it's actually incredible, whereas, like, the rest, just as stupid as it sounds. <laughs> like, like, they're, yes, they're they're bad. Uh, they started using CGI. The budget got cut. Actors stopped. Uh, they started having like no name actors in it, besides Michael Gross. And yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I'm currently rewatching the fourth one, which is a prequel in the old west. Wow! Wow! I've <laughs> and... only seen the first one, so I feel like there's a whole life, you know, ahead of me with all the other Tremor movies I could watch. Yeah, I mean, it is with like many sequels. It's like I'm, I'm 
happy to like be in the world some more but yeah it's just one is the pinnacle of the series and probably always will be whereas like the other ones are straight to video uh <laughs> straight to video i'll say b movies you know just whatever you want to call them just kind of trash cheap movies um first one watch it it's on netflix it's incredible if you don't believe me. it's epic it's so great when we watched it together it was the first time i'd watched it in years and i was just i enjoyed it so much to rewatch it again i forgot how great and cool it is it's just so fun it's just fun yeah it's fun and it's just a monster movie well made yes absolutely yes but enough with what we've been watching jess i guess we should jump into the real topic of the episode is love truly because <laughs> <laughs> well. did nick and vanessa lachey say that enough in this fucking show <laughs> i don't i don't think so because the question like really didn't take hold for me you know if she had said it like at least five more times i think i would have understood what we were there for i love how um the the hosting was so interesting for them because they like popped up at the top and then went away and then kind of popped up again in the middle and then completely went in a way like they were such interesting hosts because they like weren't ever there yeah the it's like why why did they need to be there <laughs> and like they couldn't would... this have just been generic host number 37 from like a from an audition <laughs> you know it didn't need a name and that's a name nick lachey <laughs> obviously it's nick lachey obviously nick lachey <laughs> 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 oh goodness so i mean you've watched it more recently than i have so i feel like it's a little more fresh in your mind so let's just talk about um because you had watched it like shortly after like you know everything was up on netflix and it started to have some buzz so like did it meet the expectation that you thought it might well okay here were my expectations though my expectations were it was a reality tv show you know and like everything that gets lumped into that category expectations get lowered yes <laughs> just they just do yep. because i'm sorry but i hate the format of most reality tv shows where the interview portion is like like, for example, like, they're interviewing Cameron. Like, he's in the same outfit. He clearly, they sat and they'd be like, talk about us what you thought in this beat. Talk about what you thought in this beat. It's like, no, 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 that's that's you recounting something from weeks, if not months ago. I want their reaction in that moment. So it'd be different if, like, someone gets in a fight and then they just like, hey, come over here a second. What do you think? It's like, that's genuine in-the-moment thought. Something months later where it's like, I'm in front of a well-lit camera with a really nice outfit, makeup, and I think in this moment, this is what I thought. Yes. It's <laughs> you so, know, it's it so gets, fake to me. It gets so produced. And, like, an, an example of that is the Kardashians. If you ever watch the Kardashians, which huh, I, I totally do, <laughs> um, they'll have, like, those confessional styles, and they're wearing the same outfit every episode for every confessional. And it's just like, well, yeah, that's, that's so the thing. They could have easily just, like, hey, you know, get that outfit that you had, and we'll try to fool them. Yeah, like, that's <laughs> the thing. Like, reality like, shows nowadays don't even try to uh, pretend anymore. Like, they're, they're producing those confessionals and kind of, like... 
chopping it and editing it and making it seem like, oh, I just talked about it. Like, I went to another room and discussed it right then and there. And that's not how it went down. Yeah, exactly. It just... And not that I think that'd make it better if that they... It's just, that's one component why I'm never going to take that anywhere near as seriously as I will something that's... I prefer stuff that's actually, like, written and directed and, like, it's it's supposed to be fake. Whereas, like, reality TV, it's presentation that, like, this is real. And I'm sure, oh, I like wrestling, but it's like... I We all know wrestling's not real. Like, we... It's an act, too. But this is supposed to be them actually in love, them actually dating, them actually getting married, and all this stuff, and them actually wanting to pro- propose after, like, four days or whatever the hell. So that's where it's like, yeah, 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 no. <laughs> right. I agree with that. But I will say, that, like, again, I don't watch a ton of reality TV show, but the ones that I have or do, it's very, like bottom of the barrel like I know this is trash like I know that this is ridiculous but there's just something so like I don't know nice like some sort of escapism from reality tv where you can just kind of like tune in and like forget everything and just like be in this like really cheesy weird world what I thought was interesting about this show compared to other reality TV shows is they hit on some, like, really ugly topics that not a lot of reality TV shows will even attempt to go near. Like, they they talk about finances. I mean, how many reality shows have you seen where they talk about finances? I can't think of one besides this. I thought that was interesting. Um, they talk about, like, race. They talk about ageism they talk about abortion they talk about like class systems and social systems and like that's what was interesting to me about the show specifically and that's why I liked it a lot more than I thought I would because like they were getting into some things that I would never have expected I definitely expected it to be more like like bachelor-esque where it's like everything's great love is a fairy tale <laughs> like I just you know because that's what that sh- those shows kind of do most reality dating shows, it's very, like, painted in, like, a rose tint where everything's, like, beautiful and romantic and fun. And this show, like, really got into some, like, weird and ugly things, which I appreciated. Yeah, no, I I totally get, like, I like that they talked about, like you said, finances and they, they covered different topics. Um, but I think we need to adjust the thing that I think a lot of people are feeling. So... If for some reason you haven't watched Love is Blind, the concept of the show is that they take these group of people, they, uh, they're they trying to test, do an experiment, whether Love is Blind, whether when um, race and um, physical attractiveness is not part of the equation, can you find a genuine connection? And then if you do, is that better than meeting someone in person uh, because these people aren't allowed to meet one another until a man proposes to a woman, they accept, then they can meet. And then the show goes through like sending them on a trip, they get to know each other more, then eventually the wedding, and then finally, like, will you actually marry them? Um, here's the thing that's the problem with this like experiment and what we're all thinking about. The concept is, can you love someone without seeing them? But 
everyone on the show <laughs> is like eight to tens physical, <laughs> physically, you know, like attractiveness. Like everyone looks like they are a model or an actor or an actress <laughs> or something. Uh, also, all the men are incredibly, you know, like physically fit and like jacked. Um, everyone seems to have uh, high paying jobs. Like there's a data scientist, engineer, a business owner. Uh, well, I, <laughs> like I will all these... say that about some of them. Not everyone had like a high paying job. As we came to find out, I think some people lied about what their jobs were. But like, yeah, that's what was interesting was like, the idea is that you're going to be put to the test when you see them. Like, will you love this person? And it's like, of course, they're all gorgeous. There's not going to be an issue <laughs> when they see each other because it's, they're beautiful humans. Like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Like, so I like, I would love it if the show went more normal, not even like ugly, just normal people or people with like, just not conventional beauty because all of these people had conventional beauty and you're right like everyone was fit everyone was gorgeous and fit and like worked out Mm -hmm. and like beautiful (laughs) and like i i want to see it where we have slobs we got ugly slobs (laughs) can they be in love with each other like that's what i want to see i don't want to see some like models fall in love with models (laughs) right uh, like, the whole point is, like, it, it, could you, like, say you talk to someone and have a pers- perfect, like, uh, connection in all these other ways, but then you find out that they're 500 pounds. You find out that they're a little person, or they're a race you didn't know, or uh, an age you weren't sure of. Like, things like that. Like, uh, like physical, uh, mostly physical things. And not to say that a lot of these things are necessarily, uh, they're not problems, but just like what are the whole like swiping, swiping on a dating app is you see a picture and you immediately think yes or no. And like, that's what the show is trying to kind of like test. But like we said, <laughs> once they open the doors, everyone's fucking gorgeous. So like that was all, there was no point to that. The real test would be if you have someone who say looks like a model talk to someone who maybe is 500 pounds uh and they have a genuine connection one of them proposes they say yes and then they reveal the curtains it's like would you still date them yeah exactly because when the reveals happened there wasn't like i guess this is a spoiler but so you can skip ahead if you don't want to hear it but there was not one couple... Well, we could just say spoilers aloud. This is for all of season one, pretty much. Okay, so, like, when all the couples were eventually revealed to each other, we didn't see one couple in the moment of the reveal be like, oof, I don't, I don't know about this. <laughs> like, everyone was like, wow, you're beautiful. So it would just kind of, like, I don't know, it would have packed more of a punch if it was, like, like a couple or two was like, I don't like... Your looks are weird. Like, I don't know. It was just super weird that, like, everyone liked each other's looks. So the whole idea of, like, love being blind <laughs> didn't really take. Because you could, when you see them, they're all beautiful. And, of course, you like what you see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like that was 
that should have those moments should have been bigger it was more so like later on like planning for the weddings and then like before the weddings when like shit happened for a lot of couples but like those moments for pretty much all of them were like oh my god you know you're so beautiful you're so you're so handsome and it's just like why am i as someone who's not a nine out of ten you know like why the fuck do i care like yeah you two Sure, of course that would happen. Right. <laughs> you know, like that's that's not what I I want to see. You know, uh, not that they're like a traditionally like ugly person, but I want to see like Josh Gad get like Angelina Jolie. Like I want to see. Yes. <laughs> uh, I want to see uh, a, a Rosie O'Donnell uh, <laughs> a, a end up with Scarlett Johansson. You know, like I want I want to see people that are like, oh, I don't didn't think they would go out. You know, just because. That challenges the real, actual, physical attraction portion. And when people are like, I didn't think they'd go together. You know, that's what it should really challenge. Yes. And I will say, too, like, not to be hypercritical of the show, because I did enjoy it. I did find it fun to watch. And I know a lot of people did. But I also, I don't know. Like, I feel like there could be a change with how heteronormative it is. Because it's very, like, centered towards heterosexual couples where it's the men in one pod the women in the other they date to see which men and women they like maybe they could like have seasons where it's you know a little more open to that fluidity but like it was just very heteronormative and the fact that they can't leave the pods until a man proposes to the woman it's like well let's i think we could get a little more creative in upcoming seasons with like that specifically um but i do think that this was like a really successful first season so i would like to think because so many people watched it that in the future they'll they'll toy with that a little bit more keep like the gist like the concept but like maybe toy with like you know other sexual identities or other physical appearances and not just have it be like beautiful straight people for seasons and seasons yes exactly i hope they listen just listen to us like and maybe do one season how we're thinking and if it's not as whatever like do another season like this people are still gonna watch you got you got a huge viewership just try something else exactly we're we're gonna watch we watch this much <laughs> we're gonna watch we're gonna we watched this all in like two yeah. days basically we'll all watch again yeah so um so let's let's talk we talked about like the general thing we think should change with the show but now let's talk about let's dish on the couples yes <laughs> so um, let's, uh, I'll, well, I think we should just go couple by couple. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds great. All right. So I'll save one. I know we're going to talk probably the most about for later. Um, uh, but let's talk about the one that lots of people love, like kind of like the, I think this was the first couple that had a engagement, Lauren and Cameron. Yes. So Lauren and Cameron to me is really interesting because in this weird culture of reality tv they seem very genuine which i think is why people loved them so much because it felt real and we don't really have a lot of real feelings in reality tv so that was quite interesting i was rooting for them i thought they seemed very sweet and compatible um but it was interesting to see how viewers reacted to them because people were obsessed with them and 
maybe we were right. Maybe they are very genuine and real. And the, what we saw really did go down how it went down because they're still together, which is quite interesting <laughs> because the show also shot in 2018. So they've been together, married for like two years, pretty, I think. I don't know when in 2018, but like they've been married for almost over a year. Or <laughs> they've been married for at least over a year. So they're still together. Yeah. They also just started a YouTube channel where they are just like, hi guys, <laughs> um, we're married, here's our lives. Like, it's really cute. I watched like an episode or two of theirs and like, they just seem like how they seemed on the show, which is really interesting. Yeah. So I think that was one thing, uh, like you said, so this is one of the couples that are still together. And like you said, this is the... I don't want to say the nice couple, but, like, the the couple that it felt like, oh, I can see. They seem to be having, like, a real connection here. Um, I'm just a little kind of, like, uh, we'll just say, like, what, uh, tin hat, or not tin hat. Tin foil um, hat? Tin, yeah, tin hat. Tin hat. Uh, fix that. <laughs> fix that and <laughs> Anytime we sound stupid, fix it. <laughs> um... So yeah, tinfoil hat, but I think there's something a little off with Cameron. Um, not like, I don't know, not that I think he's like a, a serial killer or something, but like, he just seems so calm <laughs> and collected. And I feel like he really thinks each and every word he's about to say so he can pronounce it perfectly and just seem so perfect. Um... It just like I don't know. It maybe it's like his interviews. Maybe he's just a little awkward around cameras, but it just felt like there there was a couple scenes. Like there's one of the scenes you'd have to go back and watch, but like one of the first nights in the hotel, they're kind of like sitting next to each other, and he's kind of like I don't know. Looks like he's just sitting very awkwardly. <laughs> like he just like almost like an alien in a human's body. Just like is this how they sit? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, is like, uh, how could I describe it? It's almost like his like shoulders were like out and like his arms, like his legs are spread and he just kind of was in this weird position that's kind of like, this is, this is chill. I'm chill right now. This is how people sit. <laughs> that's funny. I didn't clock that. But yeah, you're right. He does seem very like, um, I don't know. Like I didn't get a huge read on his personality. Lauren seems like a little more like loose and fun and she's like talkative and making jokes and he's just very like, yeah, I love her. Like that's it. And maybe it's just how he was in front of cameras. Like he wanted to be very put together, which is good because some of those people acted wild in front of cameras. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe yeah. He was so afraid of not looking stupid. He's like, I'm gonna be be careful of everything I maybe, do. Maybe, <laughs> like maybe when the cameras aren't rolling, he is like the loosey goosey fun guy at the party. <laughs> but like, maybe it was, and maybe too because there were so many crazy people on the show. Like he looked really boring because he wasn't like wasted and being like, eh, you know. <laughs> I don't know. You're right. He there was something like, I don't know. Like she probably brings out a little bit more of a fun side to him maybe i don't know but you're right there is something very put together about him yeah and also just you know obviously this is the storyline that they cover you know um she's black he's white and she's like i have a dad who's very 
wants me to date a black man and like you know da 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 and so like that was like they had to cover multiple times and it's just funny how produced it is they're they're just like so this is a possible conflict we're gonna keep reminding you of the conflict because we want conflict to happen on camera yeah (laughs) and then like the dad was just like i'll give you a chance i'm just like what why was that built up for so many episodes that like his dad was gonna freak out and he's just like well i'll treat you well it's like, oh, was the dad just normal? Because, like, what is... Who's going to just go on camera and just be like, this white man can't date my daughter. Like, this is not a Tyler Perry movie. Right. Like- <laughs> I feel like this, this is where, like, my conspiracy theory brain comes in. Is like, they're probably... They probably cooked up the drama because there probably was a little bit there. Like, Lauren had said she's never introduced a boyfriend to her dad before. Her dad is very strict. Her dad has said before she doesn't, like, he doesn't want her dating out of her race. So there pro- that probably was, like, real, real thing. Um, and sure. when producers got a hold of it, they were like, oh, <laughs> drama. Oh, conflict. Yeah. Like, this, because this was the one that would be, like, is love blind? Because race is a factor in it. And this was really the only one that had that. So it was like, oh, maybe this is where the loving blind situation will get crazy. And it really didn't. I thought, like... Um, aside from, like, the producers and how, like, how they handled it, I thought, like, like, Lauren and Cameron and her dad, like, all handled it very well. Like, I feel like it was communicated very gracefully, especially for the fact that, like, not only is it, like, you know, he, he doesn't trust white people, but also, like, his daughter just met this guy and she's, like, married. (laughs) So it's pretty, like, rational for any father to be like, "Mm, uh, you sure about this? (laughs) <laughs> right um so yeah i think of anyone on the show this was the couple that i one of the i say out of all the couples this is one of the top two i figured like oh i think they'll make it yes the, there was just one time where the way that they were editing things you could totally tell like he loved her hard whereas like i think she loved him but i think she was a little just scared of commitment um because obviously the gimmick of the show is not just Oh, go date. It's, oh, get married right now. Yeah, that's what escalates <laughs> it a lot. <laughs> yes, uh, and, and get married in a month. Like, it's just, like, we got to do this. We got to do it quick. Um, is, there's times where she's just like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, you know, do I love him? But, like, do I want to be with him forever? You know, like, it just... It very much felt like, I was like, oh no, he's going to scare her off. Like, there's usually, they often say in relationships, it feels like there's one person that likes the other more than the other. And so that's where I thought, like, ooh, he's going to run her off. (laughs) (laughs) I do like how she was, like, cracking a lot of jokes. But she was like, I'm in love, but, like, this is weird. This whole thing's really weird. Right? She felt like the only one that's like, yeah... This is a lot, right? Does no one else think that this is a lot? <laughs> like she's like, yeah, I really like him, but huh, it's been two weeks. <laughs> like, and he's like, do you want to move in yeah. with me? I own a three bedroom house. <laughs> it's like, wow, man. <laughs> but hey, apparently it worked because they're still together. Yep, still together. But uh, let's move on to another couple, Jess. Uh, who's the next couple you want to talk about? Let's talk about Barnett and Amber. Ugh. Who's I forgot I fully forgot her name even though I just said it I was like about to call her Kelly 
which is the other chip. <laughs> uh, let's just talk about them because they are messy. <laughs> let's get them out of the way. Uh, okay. So this is another couple that they're still together. Shockingly. I, I can't stand Barnett. Really? Okay, so I have no strong feelings towards either one of them. Um, as I was watching the show, I kind of was like, they're so weird. They are so strange. They were not a couple I was rooting for. I just found them to be so bizarre, but so weird that I was like, this is probably gonna work. They're just two weirdos that I think <laughs> will work out for yeah. each other. Oh, that's the thing. I was like, yeah, she's clearly... They, they both have like their issues and they're weird. And it was not that I hated them as a couple, but I more so just couldn't stand Barnett as a person. Like, I felt like he... The best way I could describe it, you know, I have lots of friends who are women, and I have a lot of them who would get hurt by guys, and I would be, like, the friend that they cried on their shoulder or they would vent to. And I'm like, Barnett feels like the dude that hurts a lot of nice people, and then they come run into someone like me, and then I consult them. Yes, and like, yes. He <laughs> like, is like, he just like, seems yes. like the typical fuckboy. Yes, he is the fuckboy that if my friend starts obsessing over, I'm like, no, he's, he's not that great. Like... Because he really wasn't. Well, that was the, <laughs> he wasn't that great. That was the thing. Everyone's like, he's so funny. And he does like these pervy little jokes. And I'm like, that's... It's funny because he's behind a wall and you're safe. <laughs> like, he did that in public, you'd call him a creep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's be honest here. That's where, like, that's... I'm like, no, he's not that funny. And then he was just saying things, like, to Jessica. It's like, you know, you know, if I propose tomorrow and da-da-da-da-da. And, like, I think he led on three women, you know. And, like, sure, he picked Amber and it seems like that was the right choice for them. But, like, I felt so bad for Elsie, even though, like, she barely, like, was shown on camera that much. She was, like, the girl that got turned down at the end. Um, felt bad for her because she seemed nice. And she kind of had a real moment in her interview. She's like, this always happens where, like, yes. everything seems great. And they, there's something wrong with me. And I'm like, oh, girl, no. Yeah, that <laughs> Nothing's key. wrong with you. He's just an asshole. Yes. You picked the wrong one. You probably should have been with someone like Mark. That was, like, low-key <laughs> like, devastating when she was just, like... I like I that feel real. that there's something <laughs> wrong with me. I was like, oh, like, and that's gotta suck too to be like turned down in this series where it's all about like your personality and who you are as a person. Like, that's gotta really hurt if you're turned down in the pods. Ew. Yeah, yeah, and so I don't know. I was biased because I personally just couldn't stand Barnett, uh, and and like I don't know how those women didn't see it when the fact that he's like. Yeah, he was like the only one that was talking to three, yeah, <laughs> three women until he had to choose one to propose to. Like, sure, they all dated each other at some point. They all went on like one to two dates, but like, there's a lot of girls. I love. I think Dimo's even like. Look, I don't know why everyone's tripping over this fucking Barnett. I thought he was an asshole. <laughs> right. Like he made a joke that I was a stripper and I was done. Yeah, she came <laughs> like, in with, like the real tea, where she's like, he kind of, I don't get it, which I didn't either. Like watching it, I didn't get why like three girls were so into him. Um, no, like that, I don't know. Like I just didn't get it. Um, it's just he was so interesting because he seemed so like incredibly boring and like also kind of weird and like gross 
so I didn't get it. What I do find interesting about him and Amber is that they were, like, the couple that really struggled the most with, like, financial differences and class differences and, like, he had a high-paying job. She really wasn't working. She had a ton of debt that she was, like, kind of hidden until they were, like, locked down, engaged, and, like... Well, yeah, because she's apparently our age, and she's just like, I got a lot of student debt that uh, haven't paid a single dime on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's just like, I only have one credit card. It's $700 I use towards makeup. It's like, wait, you have one credit card that's less than $1,000, and it's just for makeup? <laughs> like... <laughs> and she's like i've been homeless i've been this and i've been this and he's just like oh fuck did i pick wrong <laughs> i do love though that like when they were bringing each other to each other's houses like he brought her into his house and he was kind of like oh like i'm kind of nervous about what she'll think and she ended up being like oh my god this house is so nice and then when she took him to meet her family it was like in this like ghetto area it was like a trash house and barnett was just like yeah, I, uh, I can't believe I was even worried about how she would think of my house. This is a shithole. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was a little judgy yeah, about it. Like, He's just Whoa. like, oh, no wonder she's this way. She came from trash. Right. You know, it's like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, they're, I'm, I'm surprised. Like I said, like, I don't know. Like, they're just two weirdos that it makes sense why it works, but it's also like, okay like you're weird you guys are they're just so weird like i don't know like i feel like there was so much like rooting for this couple and this couple and this couple there was no one really rooting for like amber and barnett you know they were just kind of like there yeah and but what's funny is like so that's all like I, i hated him during the whole dating process and then like finally they end up together and like someone i'm still want to save for later uh, there was much more drama with to where like they seemed normal compared to this other person. Yes. Uh, we're going to save her for the main event. Uh, <laughs> but like next, uh, I want to talk about, I feel like we just have to do a quick mention of Diamond and Carlton. Yes. So they were a couple that got engaged in the pods, but did not get married. They did not go through a wedding. They broke up what seemed to be, like, relatively quickly after leaving the pods. And it was basically because he uh, identifies as, like, pansexual. um, And he had relationships with men. It was something he didn't disclose in the pod. Um, And then when he finally tells her when they're together, she's a little, like, taken aback from it. She, I wouldn't say she reacts, like, negatively. She's just kind of like, whoa, like, that's a, a really big chunk of yourself you've, like, left out. Like, which is... That's a lot. To, yeah, and that's a lot to process. And um, he did not like that response and really, nope. like, uh, bad communication skills. So they got into a huge fight he threw, like, the engagement ring in the pool and, like, called her a bitch. And then she was like, no, no, no. And then she quotes Beyonce uh, and then walks away. And that was in that was a moment. Um, I don't know. Which, what was the Beyonce quote? It was, uh, you ain't married to no average bitch boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, who the fuck do you think I am? Something, something. You ain't married to no average bitch boy. <laughs> and it was like, yes, queen. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that was. <laughs> I just th- I, I heard her say something just like, watch this ass go to the next dick to ride or <laughs> something like that. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, holy shit. Uh, this is this is the reality TV that they're hoping for. This is where, like, they're prodding. Yes. And, like, clearly, like, the thing with this one was, like, yeah, like you said, he held this. And she, she never reacted in a way that was anti you know, queer in any way. Her reaction was more so like, hey, the whole point of the pods is like, we tell each other tons of shit and then we get out and then we just are together. And you held this big thing, like I'm still processing and and he just clearly has a lot of stuff he needs to work on as far as telling people. And he freaked out and hated that he has to come out uh, to begin with and yeah, poor communication skills. And that's like, well, they're done. So yeah, they didn't even didn't even make it to start planning a wedding. They were just on kind of like the whole Miami or was it uh like resort uh vacation uh stuff that they were doing and just yeah, it was very quick. Yes, it was like very immediately just like, oh, this ain't gonna work out by. Um which like, you know, that I don't know, like that was a really interesting thing to watch play out because it kind of felt a little like it was pretty heavy and it was pretty dark, but it also was just like at the end of it, it's just like really, really bad communication can really instantly kill a relationship, and that's what I think really happened. Yeah, um, so, so, so yeah, that's one of the other relationships. One of the other ones uh, that I wanted to go over. Well, we're gonna go. We're gonna step through all of them. Giannina and Damien. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they were wild. This one, <laughs> this one was definitely the most over. No, I don't want to say over the top. Was the craziest little wedding scenario. So they did not get married, but twist, they're still dating. They like got back together. Yeah, so that's fascinating because the whole time on the show, they were pretty volatile. Like they were fighting. Uh, she was saying some, like, brutal things to him, like, just really ripping into him sometimes. And I I thought it was really interesting for her, too, because she t- opened up about how she uh, self-sabotages, and when things are too good, she gets scared, so she, like, ruins it for herself. And I feel like that's something, like, especially those of us with anxiety can, like, relate to. So I kind of, like... I don't know. Like, I felt kind of bad for her. Like, even though she was kind of being an asshole, I was like, I kind of get what she's doing in this weird defense mechanism. But sometimes it would get so toxic and so bad. It was just like, yikes. Like, so then um, a lot of fights, a lot of putting him down. Yeah. So, yeah, that definitely he, like you said, volatile relationship where she was self-sabotaging. And he, like, heard that, and he just, like, was like, well, you're doing the thing you're saying you're doing, like, you're self-sabotaging. And he seems, like, very, like, uh, if anyone was a serial killer on the show, I think it's A hundred percent, Maybe terrible to say, but if there's if someone had to be one, it feels like he would be him, because he's just so straight-laced, he's, you know, he's jacked, and he's very 
this and like i don't know he they're it's funny because like their engagement got like so like not emotional for me but for them like where he's just like i give you this bow because i give you my everything and she's like i'm gonna propose to you because we're equals and i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> like like a week ago you were probably swiping on Tinder. let's calm down now um so they were having tons of fights throughout awkwardly had a fight in front of all the other couples yes, yeah. because <laughs> she's like you're being awkward and this 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 and i'm like well it's pretty awkward that you're fighting in front of everyone now. <laughs> i think that's just as awkward as whatever he was doing <laughs> um and yeah he didn't quite react to her the best way she didn't react the best way so it was like both their fault um and yeah so finally it comes to it and it's like, will you marry me? Or uh, what do you say? And she says, I do. And he's like, I do not. And of course, she is emotional. And she fucking runs away. And the funniest, one of the funniest camera things ever is like the camera people like jostling, chasing after her. And then like she's like going down this little hill and she like slips in her dress and like gets mud on it. And it's just like, oh no. Oh, this is the... It was very cringy all around. Very dramatic. And she's like, I mean, you know, though, like, I don't blame her. I think I would have ran away, too, in that scenario. I think it would have been like, get me the hell out of here. Um, Especially with the idea of like, oh, the cameras are recording all of this. And all of my friends and family are here. And the person that I thought I was going to marry doesn't want to have anything to do with me. Like, but I'd I'd book it, too, probably. (laughs) But like... Oh, the falling well, was so awkward. That poor girl. <laughs> well, yeah. So two things that were interesting with this one. One, this is just more one of her comments where it was just like really harsh, where <laughs> she was just like, you know how you said sex with me was your best ever? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, you know how I didn't say the same thing back? And she's like, okay, that wow. Was harsh. <laughs> like, that was like She just harsh. immediately was going for like, hey, what's a low blow? I'll do this because she knows it'll upset a man. Yeah, that was like <laughs> but... pretty brutal. And then, yeah, there was just like a lot of weird fights like that, a lot of jabs. And then he you know, didn't want to go through with the wedding. She books Yeah, it. I was like, good for him. But then they're still together, and I'm like, mm, yeah, maybe not good that's for him. That's what's so surprising, is like, they're still together. So somewhere along the way, because like, after she runs away, she does come back, and they have this very, very dramatic conversation about how like, <laughs> yeah. And um, you think that would be it. Like, it's, it looks like definitely a breakup moment, like for sure. But uh, so I guess love is blind, so they come yeah. together. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I wanted to bring up was there was a there was a part where she was supposed to meet his parents and his parents didn't show, and they were talking about it. And he even said like, apparently his mom like G- Giannina already knew this, but Damien apparently his mom said like don't go marry some reality TV slut or like oh. something like that. Like it was like a very offhanded little thing. And I was like, God damn, see like that's, that feels like, like genuine drama. Like I could totally see if someone was in this situation and then them being like their family being like, no, we're not going to come to this bogus wedding. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wonder if they did come at all. Uh, and 
also, I think he even brought up, I think he was, this is the character that said, like, I'm taking off, like, time for work, and, like, I'm worried that, like, something can happen. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, right? Isn't that a problem where all these people are just gone from work? Yeah. You're <laughs> right. Those two things would have been, like, really interesting to focus on, because, like, yeah, like, losing your job, I mean, especially, like, nowadays, hello, like, it's very dramatic, and, like, yeah, that's always something, like, I'm interested in, like, when people do, like, these weird reality TV shows, like, yeah, what do you tell your job? Like, what is that about? Like, what's happening? But you're right. Uh, I'm just gonna be on this show where I, <laughs> this experiment, I may fall in love with someone. <laughs> but, like, what's interesting, too, like you said, his family, like, wouldn't meet her, and I feel like if I was on this show, I don't know if my family would be fully engaged in this and want to meet whoever I, you know, fell in love with. So I would want to see that. Like, I want to see how... Because there were so many families that were reacting very positively. And it's like, I want to see what it looks like when a family's like, this is super strange, dude. We, like, aren't into this. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I think even, like, one of, uh, like, Barnack's brothers did that, too. Where he's just like, have you thought about this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like how Barnett's family obviously did not care for her. Like, just a sidebar. But, yeah, like, I, <laughs> yeah. Would, I would be interested to see, like, more of that. And, like, yeah, we, they really, I felt like they really glossed over Damien's family. They just kind of were like, yeah, we are supposed to meet him, and we didn't. That's weird, huh? Um, but there wasn't really a deep explanation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, I am following them on social media. I'm curious if they're going to break up or if they're kind of milking this for like, if they're making money off this in some way still. Um, so that brings us to, we have, looks like we have two couples left. Um, don't worry. I'm saving your favorite for last. <laughs> uh, we got to talk about Kelly and Kenny. Yes. They were very surprising to me. So, that was the other couple. Like, I thought Cameron and Lauren are going to work, and Kelly and Kenny. Because Kelly and Kenny seemed, like, perfect. Like, they were both, like, communication skills were great. You know, it seemed like, uh, she kept saying, like, oh, my God, I love kissing him. (laughs) She's like, it's, like, my favorite thing. And, (laughs) like, I was like, okay, things seem great. And then, out of nowhere, out of, like, all the people... He's just like, yeah, we uh, haven't had sex yet. And I was just like, wait, you haven't? <laughs> she said you were so fun to make out with. And like everyone else has done it eventually. Kelly and Kenny haven't? Why? And so surprisingly, Kelly says no at the altar. And then Kenny, <laughs> being the fucking perfect dude he is... Just, like, speaks in front of everyone and say, hey, everyone, I just want to say I, I appreciate you coming out. You know, it didn't work, but, you know, we love you all and we thank you for your support. And, like, the best moment of the entire show was it cuts to Kelly's mom and she just goes, God, I love him. <laughs> it was the best. It's the best moment of the whole show. It is. It was the best moment of the whole show because it was like, oh, my God, she's... Cause they had a real, like, so they had their parents meet, and they all talked about how, like, they were together for, like, I think a few months before they got married. I think both their parents were like that. Yes, and both, so both so, of their parents supported it, which was, like, wow, and, like, they meshed together very well, too. Like, the family all got along. Like, wow, that's really nice. 
yeah, everything seemed perfect. And then Kelly's just like, I don't know, I just couldn't... Like, she... What was her excuse, even? I don't think she really had, like, a good reason. I think she just kind of was like, uh, I, uh... Oh! She said something about, like, oh, like, I, I love him, and, like, we're, like, best friends, but, like, I'm not, like, infatuated with him. And I'm just like, that doesn't mean anything. Right. You guys have been together... Like a month, maybe you don't have it because it's you know, new. and also like right before their wedding, uh, in a confessional she made mention of like an ex boyfriend, and she said something like I don't feel the same way about Kenny that I felt about him, and I was this was like the first time we heard anything about an ex boyfriend, so I thought that was like really weird, like what was going on there, um, but yeah, that was like super surprising. I think the reason why her mom saying that is the best is because everyone was super surprised by that and we were all feeling the same way as the mom where we all were like oh god he's so great <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> right because he just he's he okay here's the thing i was joking earlier about how cameron seems too calm and collected but like kenny seems natural like cameron was just like i'm talking like this and kenny's like hey i'm talking like this because it's just you know i'm here i'm kenny and, you know, I just, uh, like you said, thank you all for coming out. Like, he was just so, like, Southern, like, not, I don't want to say Southern gentleman, but, like, he just, uh, someone joked, it's like, he should run for president. <laughs> because, like, he'd probably win. Like, he's just, be like, hey, well, this is what I think about this. Like, he could probably say something horrible, but, like, in a nice way, you'd be like, well, you know, we all have our opinions. Right. <laughs> it was interesting. Like he's one of those. Because I found the two of them as a couple to be so incredibly boring. Like, I did not care about them. Because, like, they seemed like like this cute little couple. Like, whatever. They, whatever. I just, like, had no investment in them. I thought they were kind of boring. And then they had, like, the most fascinating ending. Because they just seemed like, oh, yeah, they're going to for sure get married. And they did it. And that's, like, kind of when I started to pay attention to them was at the end. And it was like, oh, that's super weird. Yeah. They, I don't know. It definitely, like you said, I wouldn't say they were the most boring. I think it was just that because all the other people had all these other problems that they seemed like, all right, yeah, they're going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, what's their drama? Like, whereas, like, you know, Cameron and, and Kelly had the whole, like, uh, race thing that they were dealing with with her dad was like Kelly and Kenny is just like what's your problem right you, you what you haven't had sex <laughs> you know like is that it right there was like no tension they had like very little issues everything was fine and then at the very end somehow it didn't uh, work out and that was like really baffling um I'm still I still don't fully get it like I don't really fully get why she chose not to um but the, it works out in the reunion. He says he's in a new relationship and he's very happy. She's like, I'm still single. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, so yikes for that. But um, yeah, I don't know. That was a very surprise ending for those two for sure. I'll admit I am reading an article right now because I'm curious. Um, and this is, you know, and this is obviously like, it looks like a people interview, I think, with some Kelly and some Kenny. Um, apparently, they had a plan that they admitted that they're like, we're not going to get married, but we're going to continue the engagement and get to know one another. Hmm. And then one of them ended things. And so, like, apparently they planned how it went on the show. 
but he also didn't he say I do? Yeah. So it's like see that's what's interesting I'm confused. is if like they said that but like I don't know like they also should have like opted to not go through with the wedding then or like opted to have both been at the altar and both say I don't but let's keep going instead of like if that's the case like making one look bad because then one looks really bad and then the other looks like a hero which is like what's happened so if that was the case I feel like it would have just like been a little easier on her especially just to be like nah but like let's keep going hmm yeah this is really interesting we're gonna have to do some more digging after this yes (laughs) just because like (laughs) <laughs> let's get some research on this shitty <laughs> reality show uh, yeah but that was shocking because uh, I remember like at the time you had seen it and I was like wait how many of these end up, to couple, uh, end up together and you're like three and like I think there was already like some no's and at that point when they said no I was like wait the math is not adding up for people to be together yeah. <laughs> did you lie it's because apparently Giannina and Damien got back together and I was like oh <laughs> but anyway <laughs> Yeah, Kelly, Kelly and Kenny. Uh, I wonder, you know, if Kenny just seems so perfect, but actually has tons of other problems. Uh, but yeah, I feel like Kelly definitely uh, still wanted to be with him, so that's interesting. Um, but let's talk about the main drama couple. The crazy, crazy time of Love Is Blind. Yes, Mark and Jessica. So Jess, <laughs> would you like? To open up about this. Sure. So I just want to start off by saying two things. One, poor Mark. He doesn't deserve any of this. Two, Jessica gives my people a bad name. (laughs) I do not like her. I did not like her from the beginning. I thought she was horrendous. And in the first episode that I watched with her, I thought, wow, you do not deserve to have my name. So the way that I described Jessica after episode two or three was she's so odd to me. She's like an anomaly. She sounds and talks like she's 21. She dresses like she's 12. <laughs> she acts like she's 17. She looks like she's 45, but she's only 34. Like, who is this wild woman? So... Jessica is a a mess, a messy, messy, messy person. And I I, I would like to give her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she was just like really working through things when the show was filming and looks a lot more terrible than she is in real life. I don't know. Uh, A lot of her issues were deep insecurity. Um, She settled on Mark mostly seemed like she settled on him because she didn't want to be alone and that was it like yes. just anyone anyone so, okay <laughs> so that was the big thing was she was really into mark and barnett and she totally thought barnett was gonna like propose and it seemed like she's like i'm already and then barnett was like no, I'm not sure. And she's like, okay, no, I'm not dealing with this. And like, she just immediately is like, fuck this. Which I was like, at first I was like, well, good for her. Because like, he was kind of, I think, leading multiple people on. Um, but then, 
it, that's where I thought I was like, yeah, fuck Barnett, good for you, Jess. <laughs> and then it was like, then that's where things like turn because then she goes running to Mark like, I I I've wanted to be with you since the beginning. Baby, and, like, that was just baby. yeah. Oh yeah, she kept saying baby, baby, you know, <laughs> baby. <laughs> and. And he's like, you know, I'm no second fiddle. I know my worth. But yet he still goes through <laughs> with it and proposes. And uh, then, like, okay, during the pods, and she had to bring up a billion times, was that she was 34 and he was 24. She's just like, it's weird, right? Like, does no one else think it's weird? And what's funny is, like, Anytime she talked to like family or friends or like his friends, everyone's just like, that's eh, what it is. <laughs> yeah. You know, like no one, no, no one, one cared. And she's just like, oh, okay, really? <laughs> like you can even see her like reacting not well. Like she's just like, uh huh. So you think that's fine? <laughs> you know, like she, like she very clearly. It's like she wanted validation yes. that it's weird. It's just like you may not get. She it. just <laughs> wanted to break up with him, but she was so desperate to not be alone that she needed a reason. And so it was like, oh, the age difference that'll work. But no one thought it was weird. Everyone was like, yeah, no, it's fine. Like when she was about to meet his mom, she kept being like, your mom is not going to approve. Your mom is not going to like this. How do you think your mom is going to feel? And he was like... Well, he also <clears throat> talked up her... Uh, uh, talked up yeah, mom. that was super <laughs> weird. Like, for sure. Like, But that aside, like... She seemed fine. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> the, the, uh, he was like, no, my mom's not going to care. It's going to be fine. She's like, no, no, no. Your mom's going to hate it. And sure enough, like... When they met, the age thing wasn't brought up until Jessica brought it up. And it's like, but no, really. And the mom was like, yeah, no, it's fine. I actually like, I like that he's dating someone more mature. Like, it just was like, everyone was like, it's fine. It's not that big a deal. And like, see, I thought, I don't know. Like, I, I get the idea of like an age difference, especially for like a woman dating a younger man because they could look like a cougar or like what's wrong with her but like I would have rather her just have been like hey there's more pressure on me in this like age difference and I want you to be aware that it makes me feel weird instead of being like mm, I don't know this is weird isn't it weird it's weird and it's like <laughs> no <laughs> yeah it definitely Seemed like she had a problem with it from the get-go. And what's funny is, like, even though Mark was 24, like, he seemed like he could have been, like, just the other 27 to 30-year-olds. Like, he, like, didn't seem, like, immature for his age. And she's just like, well, you're just, like, ready to have kids and get married. He's just like, yeah. And she's like, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> like, she's just like, oh, that's crazy. She's like, no, you're not. Like, at 24, I, don't, I wouldn't have been. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Um, but then she would go and openly fucking flirt with Barnett. Yeah. And that's where uh, I was so annoyed because, like, she... <laughs> there was a part where, like, Barnett's like, hey, yeah, our apartment's, like, right above you. And she's like, oh, my God, I walked by the window naked. <laughs> and it was just like, what? <laughs> also, he said, like, that doesn't mean he can see through your window, but, like, it just... Total, like, and she she even said, she's like, yeah, I had too much to drink. And, like, that's an understatement in the reunion show because I, Oof. when you pointed that out to me, when I watched through the series, every time she was in a pod and, like, 
every time they were at an event, they were eating, whatever, she was drinking wine. She was drinking wine, 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 the wine, whole wine, time, wine. beginning to end, every scenario, every situation, the whole, the whole time. time. She feeds her dog wine. Like, she, yeah, she loves wine. <laughs> and, like, I get it, but also, like yikes it was beginning to end and i think that that was like extremely problematic in her behavior because like she was just a nightmare and you know what it could have just been because she was drunk 24 7 (laughs) yeah and i love there's even a part where like she's drunk and amber's pretty drunk too at like their little bachelorette party thing and amber's just like i'll fucking break your face (laughs) if you come down my mind and she's like girl why would i and she's like, she's like, boo boo, no. <laughs> no, I love you. <laughs> boo boo, I love both of you. I have, I have a fiance. It's like, do you? Oh, yikes. Yeah, that was oof. And just poor Mark was like really trying to make it work. And she kept kind of just like bringing up Barnett. Like at one point, I think she basically tells Mark that she finds Barnett more attractive. Or something like she said something. Oh, she's just like she's yeah. She says about how he's hot, and he just walks out of the room. And then like then there's a part where they have okay. So both they did this, and then also Giannina and Damien did this, where they went into other rooms and then communicated as if they were in the pods again. I was like, that's not a healthy thing. (laughs) That you have to be in another room to communicate. Like I could understand like, hey, I need to remove myself from the situation. But, like, for you to only get through problematic things being in another room seems like there's problems already. Yeah, and they, <laughs> like, both couples romanticized it, being like, oh, this is nice. We're in the, it's like we're in the pods again. Like, yikes. Yeah. Yikes, you're in the pods again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um,. Obviously, she said no. Yeah. I do like that. Like, <laughs> like how... That was the least shocking no, one. That didn't No work. surprises. I like how she just fully kind of walked in, kind of being like, yeah, whatever. I'm here. Like, she didn't have any of her family there. She had a couple friends, but she was just kind of like, eh, yeah, I'm just showing up. And just kind of walked up and was like, yeah, no, bye. And just, that was it. Like... Okay, I think everyone kind of saw that coming except Mark, that poor guy. Like, I wonder what Mark thinks looking back and watching the footage, like what he really thinks about himself in the relationship. Like, poor, that poor guy. Uh, Yeah, and that's the thing is that in the reunion, (laughs) there was a time where... uh, (laughs) Where um, they watch some of the clips where, like, she's kind of like, oh, my God, Burnett. And, and Amber's just like, you're a sneaky bitch. And, you. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, like, Mark seemed pretty like, yeah, you know, you know, it just didn't work out. But, like, Amber's like, no, fuck you. You're fake. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It, um... I, I don't know if I necessarily feel bad for Mark because I feel like that should have been the indication from the beginning when she's like, I don't know, I'm I'm feeling someone else. And then, like, the moment they break up, she's like, oh, baby, baby I want to be with baby. you. It's like, no, you just... 
you just wanted to get proposed to. <laughs> See, like, they, I feel like the show tried to be sort of a prestige like, reality show. Like, they didn't call it, a, like, a competition or a show. They called it the experiment. Like, you know, they tried to it's be very, like, highbrow reality TV. But then it was, like, Jessica who leveled it down and was like, no, no, no. <laughs> we know what, what this is. This is reality Did TV. Did you say you need some drama? Right. <laughs> I'm here with the alcohol. Like... One thing I wanted to note that I was reading about, I think you mentioned this uh, when we talked about it, but I wanted to mention in the podcast. So there were some unaired engagements. Yes, there were like three unaired engagements. Which, why wouldn't they just film that and use that for a second season? Or or like some bonus. uh, Oh, we we don't have enough. Like... Uh, it's because like they didn't want to pay for the weddings. Right? I don't know. Is that well, what it was? A, I don't know. A producer in an interview was saying that like they had only planned for like two engagements, like one or two. Like they didn't think they would get that many, and then they ended up getting like eight or nine. So they didn't have like enough money in the budget to cover all of them, which is like super interesting. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't so, know, like who, how they decided, like, okay, you're gone now. We, we don't care. Bye. <laughs> so yeah, there were two couples that weren't shown. So I'm, I'm reading what it says here. So yeah, as we were preparing to go to the Mexico trip, the leads of the show came in and said, "Hey, we're expecting maybe one or two engagement. The shows we've done before, we've never had this much success. We prepared for five, uh, then we got eight, so we had to pick who we're gonna follow." Um, and they pretty much, like, thanked them and said, like, sorry, we don't have enough to cover everyone. <laughs> <laughs> After getting engaged in the pods, um, one couple continued to date for three months, but they broke up. Apparently, the other couple took a week-long, uh, let's see, a week-long trip to Miami together after getting engaged, but they broke up <laughs> after returning from the trip. Um, one of them apparently decided to pursue a relationship with another person from the oh. past. But they split oh. as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, drama. <laughs> right? But it's like, just, they could have released that for, like, bonus yeah, stuff later. Yeah, right? Because this is fascinating. Just, you don't send them on this, like, expensive vacation. Right. Ever think of that? Like, the pods, it was so smart. Like, they're just in a room. Uh, like you could just make it just a couch. You don't have to make it like these fancy drapes and that garbage. Like just make it simple, and uh, just don't send them on a trip. <laughs> send them to Wisconsin Dells. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> send them go karting. Send them to an amusement. Oh, send them to like an amusement Ooh, park where they have to navigate yeah. shit. Send them on like real life family. Things. Yeah, not <laughs> send some, them like, to like a work party. Yes. <laughs> yeah, not like a beautiful like all expenses paid resort in Mexico. That's too fake. Like we need some like real like nitty gritty reality life right now. <laughs> right. Oh boy. All right, Jess. Well, I guess the true question is: Love blind? <laughs> um, well, obviously, I'm Jessica Quaz, and I would say. Sometimes, yeah, I guess, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, I feel like we never quite referenced it uh, fully, but the whole obviously bit is because Nick Lachey, in the first episode, so, and obviously I'm Nick Lachey. And we're like, obvious to was... who? This is in 2000. Right? Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Obviously, to audiences from 1998, <laughs> I am the. Th- I was a member of the third best boy band. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest; they were like they were. Oh not... yeah, no, it was like in sync. Backstreet Boys first. You would fight over who like the best one was, and then whoever lost was yep. second, and then 98 Degrees was for sure third. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, easily. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Nick, but. <laughs> got a new gig though hey <laughs> awesome yeah so um yeah jess where can everyone find you on the social media on instagram and twitter i am at j-e-s-s-k-w-a-z-z at jessquaz and at twitter on twitter i am at the pros on instagram i am brandon prosek you can follow entertainment buffet on instagram twitter facebook uh please follow us there uh we're going to be releasing more episodes uh during everything that's uh happening uh we're going to be returning to our top tens of the tens we are going to be doing top 10 performances uh, by actors of the tens and actresses of the tens so those are going to be coming out. We'll be wrapping up that uh, mini series we've been doing. Um, but what are you guys watching uh, while you're possibly uh, isolated right now? Uh, what do you think we should watch? Do you have uh, topics you want us to talk about? Should we do favorite wolf movies? <laughs> <laughs> or like, what What do you think? Um, how would you redo Love is Blind <laughs> for season two? Let's hear it. Uh, but yeah, um, we really appreciate you listening. Please, as all podcasts, like, subscribe, share, let people know. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, I mean, anywhere you can find. Um, yeah. So I guess, Jess, you're right. I guess love is blind. Sometimes. Because <laughs> sometimes. sometimes.